You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and of course game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows if you can please give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like subscribe follow us or do whatever you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break or any one of the other great shows that are also featured Whenever we do cover the Lakers fast break, it is truly appreciated. I'll tell you what, we had one great game and one eh, kind of not so great game on day 21 of the NBA playoffs. Wanted to go ahead and cover real quickly. Unfortunately, Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies, Laker Tom from LakerHolics.com could not be here tonight. So it's just me solo, Gerald Glassford for right now. Just want to give you a quick update what went on in the NBA playoffs. So I want to go ahead and, well, let's start off with the Clippers and the Nuggets. You know, even when it got to a chance where it was 48-48 and Denver had climbed their way back from almost a 20-point deficit, and I think they actually they were down by 20 at one point in time in the early in the first half, it didn't seem like that they were going to be able to pull it out. It just seemed like the Clippers could hit another gear in this game, and sure enough, they did. They hit 48-48. They tied it up early in the third quarter, but the Clippers, right from there, just kind of just kicked into another gear, pulled away. In fact, they were out again to up to 18 points, I think, an 18-point lead before they finally just put in cruise control and won 96-85, as you're seeing there on the ESPN if you're watching on Facebook Live. Just want to go ahead and say, you know what, it's another great performance from Kawhi Leonard, 30 points, 9 assists, 11 rebounds. Business-minded, just getting it done. Zubac had a decent game, 11 points and 9 rebounds. Paul George was in foul trouble a good portion of the game, so he really wasn't much of a factor. But again, with Kawhi doing so well, the main focus, I feel, was the defense of the Clippers. They really did a number on Denver today, really making life hard for Nikola Jokic, but especially Jamal Murray. And Jamal Murray ended up with 18 points, but... 6 of 15 shooting really has not been a factor too much or to the extent that he was obviously in the Jazz series, not making that big of an imprint yet. And he needs to do so because at this point in time, the Clippers are up 3-1. Looks like they're headed on their way to the Western Conference Finals for the first time as an organization. Looks like uh, all the prophecies that people have talked about, possibly with the Clippers-Lakers matchup, are kind of looking their way true. So... Just uh, unless Denver has some really three great performances under their belt, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done. 
Maybe they have one good one left. We'll have to wait and see in game five. But Nikola Jokic did have 26 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. But on the defensive end, they, they were kind of picking on him. And they were certainly picking on Michael Porter, who, even though he had 15 points, really was the source of, uh, as far as on the defensive end, just they were point, they were hunting him down on defense. They're making his life miserable. And it just seemed like everybody was going after him on the Clippers side. Again, it was a pretty balanced attack outside of Kawhi, but I really enjoyed the way that they played defense today on the Clippers, and they really hunkered down in that second half once Denver tied it up. And it just seemed like at no point in time were they, even even when it's tied up, it didn't feel that they were threatened at all. It just seemed like they were just going through the motions for a while. And you know what? When they finally kicked into another gear, it was very, very good to watch as far as from a defensive standpoint. So... If you're a Clippers fan, you got to be happy tonight. You're one game away from the Western Conference Finals. Looks like it's going to be happening because it was a very impressive victory as far as from a defensive end. 96-85 over Denver. Jamal Murray hasn't been too big of a factor in the series, and he's going to need to turn it up a notch in order for Denver to actually survive not only one game, not only two games, but try and even do the impossible at this point win three games in a row against the LA Clippers. The other game on tonight's schedule was a barn burner. So I know Rafael and I have been joking in the past few days that we hadn't seen any really, really super close games in the past couple of days because it's something that we were seeing quite regularly each and every day. Well, lo and behold, Boston and Toronto is doing what both myself and Rafael Barlow both expected, and that was a seven-game series Going to Game 7 after a, well, a double overtime, exhausting victory for the Toronto Raptors. Boston have every effort to go ahead and make it. They had every chance, every opportunity, but you know what? They couldn't get it done. It's kind of curious that Toronto in the fourth quarter at times were going away from Kyle Lowry, who was doing such a great job for them. It's curious as to why they were going in different places, but Norman Powell, who missed the shot in the first overtime, came back to score seven points in the second OT. And I'll tell you what, they pulled out a nice victory today, 125 to 122. Marcus Smart had some words with the Toronto Raptors at the end of the game, but you know, it looks like that game seven is going to be everything that I would say is pretty much going to be down what we're asking for is because you know what? It's going to be a game seven, Toronto and Boston. And ever since that last shot that was made by OG Ananobi in game three, that would have put a half second away from Boston putting them up 3-0, that was right there where the momentum started to shift. And you know what? Toronto has given them all the credit in the world. Nick Nurse and Toronto have fought their way back, have clawed and scratched their way back into a tie in this series. So now it goes to game seven. I'm still going with Toronto in game seven. I think they're going to go ahead and overcome the whole the whole thing. You know, they'll become probably the closest to ever going down 0-3, which they almost did, which they were a half second away from doing, and going ahead and coming out strong in the playoffs. So we'll see how that goes coming up here in a couple of days. But you got to go ahead and give them credit for the victory. I was also kind of uh, wondering why the... Boston Celtics were continually going through 
Kemba Walker time and time and time again in the latter stages of the game because he had been struggling for most of the game. You see right there, five points, 211 shooting. Really, even though he had his, his hands on the ball a lot, and you can see 52 minutes, he played more than anyone on his team. Still couldn't get it done. And I think there's got to be a lot of head scratching about the, all the lost opportunities that was there. Uh, overall, like I said, it was a great game by Kyle Lowry, and Fred Van Vliet was very solid as well. 33 points for Kyle Lowry. Did a tremendous job when he was given the opportunity. Norman Powell came in with 23 points and chipped in. Like I said, he got seven points in overtime. And I was kind of curious why he was being given the ball instead of Lowry in certain situations. But I guess I can't fault Nick Nurse because in the end he got it done. And the Toronto Raptors got the win 125 to 122 in double overtime. So the NBA fans out there got their their just their nail biter game of the day in Toronto and Boston in game six there. So we go to a game seven like Rafael and I predicted. So I'm looking forward to seeing a very exciting game seven coming up here on Friday. So I'm looking forward to that. This is Rafael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So again, if you have any questions for me, it's at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. Before we head on out, I want to go ahead and thank everybody for watching. Thank everybody for listening. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and mention a couple things. The NBA is rumored to be moving the draft date. They just announced that they were going to be moving the draft date, plus also the start of free agency and all that. And of course, that means they'll probably most likely move the beginning of the season, which was widely expected as well from the December 1st start date. The NBA draft date now, kind of, course, if you read the rumors and you read the tea leaves, it's going to be around November 18th. So we haven't got a full confirmation on that yet, but if I already see a hard date like that floating around Twitter, floating around all the uh, reports from ESPN and like, it looks like that November 18th will be the start date for the NBA draft. Who knows if free agency will still come after that point. I'm assuming just by tradition, it still will. Could be kind of interesting if they went actually before. I'd like to see that just for once and see, give it a try. That would be kind of cool. But I'm most likely it'll be coming after that point in time. Thanksgiving free agency, perhaps. But we'll have to wait and see. And last but not least, before we go ahead and preview the actual game coming up tomorrow between Houston and the Lakers in Game 4, I want to go ahead and mention that you notice Daniel House Jr. was not there in Game 4 for the Houston Rockets. He was out. Uh, it wasn't COVID-related, according to what was said. But I believe Mike D'Antoni said something to the effect that it's a family matter and, and he was just he wasn't sure where, whether or not he was off campus or he was still on the campus in Orlando. 
Well, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, along with uh, Tim McMahon uh, of ESPN, they are stating in an, in a very recent article here, as of press time, as of time I'm going on the air, that there is a potential violation of campus protocol. Don't know the, exactly the the parameters of that as far as what was violated, what laws or protocols or rules were broken by Daniel House Jr., but his status for game four is in question. Like I said before, he was out of the lineup and out of the game. Uh, he did not appear for Houston Rockets due to what was said as personal reasons. So I'm interested in seeing how that relates to what the possible violation of that is. And hopefully we'll know here by tomorrow so we can report it as we talk about what's going on with the Lakers and Rockets as we do our recap tomorrow of game four right here at the Lakers fast break. But before we head on out, it is game four coming up here. I'm looking forward to a great game. Okay. I know Laker Tom and Rondo and a lot of other people out there possibly are. Oh, actually, I know for a fact are getting on that train for Rajon Rondo for playoff Rondo. I'm hoping he'll get another great, you know, a good game to him, but I'm not expecting the kind of performance I saw on Tuesday. So Let's just go ahead and be a little bit more realistic. But if he can give us 10 to 15 points in that area, decent shooting, just enough of a distraction. And, of course, seven, eight assists, get some steals, and don't be uh, you know, a detriment on the defensive end. That's all you really need to get because they should get the points to make up for his performance somewhere else within the confines of a KCP, a Kuzma, uh, Danny Green, somewhere along the line, they should be able to go ahead and provide some sort of help if Rajon Rondo still gives you some quality minutes. And that's what I'm hoping for, that playoff Rondo is a thing and that he can be consistent enough to give you some decent outings this point forward to help out and support AD and LeBron. And yeah, I know AD has had uh, some decent games in the in this series, but it really hasn't seemed like he's broken out 100% because I know PJ Tucker's really been giving him a hard time getting him out of the low block and all that. So he's had to do a lot of turnaround and, and fadeaway jumpers, which I know Laker Tom also doesn't appreciate or like very much. In fact, I'm kind of not in love with him either because it just, he gets too much into the finesse and it, it really becomes a, a harder, more difficult shot to make. If he gets a chance to really break out and LeBron just comes with what the same kind of intensity that we saw in game three with the four block shots, the assists, the breaks, the slams, the whole nine yards. If you get that, then I don't see an issue where Houston is going to be able, even with like, you know, think of it this way. Game three, they had 30 points from Westbrook, 30 points at least from, I think it was 33 with Harden. And they shot 40% from the three-point area and still lost. That tells you something. And they shot 40% the previous game and still lost. So that really tells you something there. Mind you, they're not shooting the 63-pointers a game I think they want to shoot. So that could be an issue as well. We could see them focusing on more of that. But they were dragged and kind of coaxed into shooting more twos. And I think they fell into that trap for the second time in a row. And because of that, the Lakers were able to go ahead and match them on a more even plane. So I'm looking forward to seeing if the Lakers can continue to do that, 
even with Houston shooting at a very, very good efficiency for the three-point line, the Lakers are still able to get away with it. So I'm eager to see what the Lakers have in store for Houston in game four. And they really need to start focusing in on trying to finish off Houston as fast as possible because it looks like the Clippers are going to be doing the same against Denver. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Well, that's going to do it for this evening's NBA playoff wrap-up right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Again, if you have any questions for me, Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, would be at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, and also Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. If you get a chance and you're just getting into fantasy leagues because it's that time again the nfl is here it's coming out tomorrow with their first game the opening game and opening game weekend is coming up as well fast approaching on us if you have any last minute thoughts on going ahead and joining a league you got to check out our inside sports fantasy football show with chris ardieri it is back he got finally got back to his chris ardieri to getting back on the show i'm so glad to have him back on but the Inside Sports Fantasy Football is back and back strong. Glad to have him on. So if you want to hear that, that's available on the Inside Sports Fantasy Football channel. It's also this episode. It's also on the Pop Culture Cosmos. And the Inside Sports Fantasy Football is always available anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget as well, we've got the Pop Culture Cosmos. That came out with Seth Porges, the director of the number one movie right now on HBO Max, and that is Class Action Park. I got a chance to sit down and talk to him. It was a tremendous interview. He's a great guy. Hopefully you get a chance to listen to that. That's on the show that's already available now on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel, the Pop Culture Cosmos. And I'm looking forward to sitting down with Marcus De La Garza and TJ Johnson for our upcoming show, The PCC Multiverse, that hits Friday on the Pop Culture Cosmos. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening Give a shout out to Laker Tom, Sean Grice, aka Magic Man, content creators 805. Gotta go ahead and always give a shout out to Jamie Sweet. You know, you're doing a lot of great things with the five the great things that the Lakers hopefully will be doing tomorrow. Hopefully you'll have a great article for that one. But Sean Grice has got some stuff up there at Lakerholics.com. Also, so Laker Tom, you know he's working on like 15, 17 different articles at the same time. Trying to trade Chris Paul to the Lakers is one of them. You can also find his great stuff at Lakerholics.com. And, of course, my good friend who couldn't make it a little bit under the weather tonight, Raphael, feel better, my friend. Hopefully he'll be back with me tomorrow to go ahead and recap the game along with hopefully more than one Lakerholic. 
right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But again, check out my good friend Rafael Barlow at the NBA Draft Junkies. There is no better place to go for anything the NBA Draft than NBA Draft Junkies, including all the profile videos, articles that he's got at NBADraftJunkies.com. Of course, his shows, NBA Draft Junkies, and of course, the Run the Floor podcast, which hopefully you will also give five stars to. So I'm appreciative of everything that he does. Feel better. Get some rest, my friend. Hope if you're listening, but also as well, if you can, go ahead and share some love at the NBA Draft Junkies. Well, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Another great lineup in store, including the Lakers and the Houston Rockets. A little bit earlier, everyone. Just want to give a heads up. They are making the game a little bit earlier. So you want to check out 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I believe that's the start time for the game coming up. It is, like I said, the Lakers and the Rockets game for 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on TNT. If you're turning in the TV on at 6 to watch the game and you think it's just starting, you're going to be turning on. It's already going to be the fourth quarter probably. So if you want to go ahead and get a chance, go watch the game starting at 4 p.m. Pacific. I want to thank everyone for listening. Looking forward to tomorrow's game against Houston and the Lakers. Game four of the NBA playoffs. It'll be NBA playoffs day 22. And I'm looking forward to going ahead and talking about it with everyone that's going to be on the show tomorrow, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 